1: It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. When I get the carpets cleaned, it's never just cleaned. It's Zero Res clean. And I won't have it any other way. Just $33 per room clean. Plus, the fourth is free. You deserve the best. You deserve Zero Res. Schedule with Zero Res today. Hoping to talk to Craig Jack coming up momentarily. Talk to him about uh, being aggressive to sign Mike Conley this offseason. His thoughts on that. And, of course, the finals. I've got a little quiz for Baller. I'm just honestly, do you and you think and, you'll be able to answer these? Uh, um, yeah, I do. Um, are you excited for the finals? I mean, we're both gonna watch it. We're, you know, this is an NBA town. I know a lot of folks out there are being dialed in. So I'm not, uh, you know, I know a lot of people are gonna watch it. But are you are you excited about it? Because I'm really not. Uh, what do you mean? Well, I mean, excited. What does that mean exactly?
2: I mean, is it a? It's a can't miss situation. I mean, I don't look at it like that, Not but that. I I am looking forward to seeing how the teams, especially if Giannis can play. If Giannis can't play, if, if the Suns win Game One and Game Two, and it just looks like they're just having their way, and and uh, Gian, Giannis isn't really looking like he's uh, ready to go for uh, maybe for the whole series, and uh, then I think. the— Excitement will diminish quite a bit because oh. you know how it is. Competition is a huge thing for me.
1: Okay, I, I guess I just meant, and we'll we'll get Bowler's thoughts on this. Like, they were going into certain finals that I could not wait to see the ball tip off. I'm thinking, like, like the Spurs-Heat rematch, you know? Uh, you, even Golden State versus LeBron. You know, the Golden State-Cleveland matchups where it was like, Wow, Dallas. I even I'll throw Dallas, Miami into this. I mean, there were some series where I was really remember the Pistons, the upstart Pistons, and Karl Malone and the Lakers. The problem is with what
2: you're saying is that, okay, so it's something new. It's something we haven't seen before, so
1: it's not as exciting. It's not about the newness. It's about the juice, the storylines. I'm just not that excited about it. And you can talk about the storylines are a byproduct of
2: of people being familiar with the teams, and they're usually familiar with teams that even either so, yeah, have LeBron or they have Michael Jordan or they have Kobe Bryant on them.
1: I don't think it's familiarity. I think it's interesting. I think there are more interesting things. And Chris Paul is the number one interesting thing about this series, and it's not doing it for me. <laughs> okay. Let's uh, get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Uh, of course, he is the television voice of the Utah Jazz, the one and only Craig Bowler, Jack, with us, making his Tuesday appearance on the Big Show. What's up,
3: Bowler? Happy Independence Day, guys! Guys, I miss you. How you doing? Happy holiday. I guess it's a day over, but you know what the heck.
1: How uh, how'd it go, Bowler? Did you do some barbecue what'd you do?
3: Yeah, yeah, did the burger thing. Saw some fireworks up in Midway, and uh, you know, had a good time. Uh, family. My brother actually rolled into town. I hadn't seen him uh, before COVID, so um, you know, he's uh, he's. He's aging. No, I'm kidding. He's, uh, he's aging pretty good. <laughs> now he, now he, he's your older brother, right? Yeah. He's my older brother.
2: Yeah. yeah did he pick so. on you when you were a kid? Or you getting, you know, holding anything? Against well, him? we
3: got into a couple of fistfights. Uh, <laughs> there was a big one one day. He pushed me down the stairs. I tumbled down about 11 stairs and, uh, ran back up and he said, you don't, you dare, or don't even <laughs> think about it. I wound up, popped him and, um, uh, well, I'm not proud of it, but little nose uh, repair had to be done Ooh. later. Yeah. How,
2: how did uh, how did the uh, lieutenant feel about or Sergeant?
3: Feel no, about that? not good, not good at all. No, it was a really tough day. Poor Jack. My mom says, "What have I done? I thought I raised two sons that respected one another." I said, "Mom, he pushed me down 11 stairs, <laughs> and I tumbled like a rag doll." By the way. So I'm That's lucky funny. I was able to even knew where I was. And
2: so the geez, reason I bring that but, up, Bowler, is because uh, when the family was all together over the weekend, uh, some some stories started flying about things that my kids did to each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think this is pretty typical. Except
1: for yeah, Jake, Jake never got in a fight with his brother. Oh, uh, huh? It happened all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. But I was significantly older. So I was one.
3: You always <laughs> were the victor. Yeah. Look at me. You dec- want to. Yep. Yeah, one day, one day, buddy, you'll get. Yeah, one day, maybe. Oh, See you later. Check I, in. No, Check no, in. no.
1: I've I've told this. So I'm about six years older than my my little brother, and it was about the time he was 16, I almost lost. You know, if that makes any sense, we were uh, we were getting out it pretty good, and almost lost. And I told him that as soon as we were done, I said, "That's it." I'm what done. sport were you? I in? retired. <laughs> no, we were fighting. Oh, wrestling. It was, yeah, it was a we, real fight. We were, right. Yeah, we were. Uh, Tussling a little bit and he nearly won. And I said, That's it. I retired. That's it. We're never doing this again. Yeah. Okay. So
3: he. That's the way I am with my sons now. If I can't reach around their chest and and lock my hand, I know I'm done because they're just, they're too big now. So.
2: Hey, Bowler, what kind of. I mean, you're right. You got three strapping sons. I mean, uh, that must uh, have. Did that hurt your ego a little bit?
3: Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, it still does, Gordon. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, it, it's really humbling when, but also that you realize your sons are grown and, uh, you know, they were, you know, they were pretty good athletes, but they still lift and I don't. Uh, but yeah, you know, when you're with man, I mean, I'll go like my dad always says, you know, go down fighting, but I hope it never came You know, I never would, would, they would go to there, but. You know, you always want to get into a little tussle with your your sons once in a while. They're still scared of me. I still have that, still just have that uh, quick little jab, and I can run after them a little bit. They don't like that. They like to stand. I'll, they, you know, I'll take them out with a little run at
2: them. They don't like that. See, here's the thing, Jake. Uh, and you probably know this about Boulder because I've, I think I've said it on the air before. But Bowler was like arm arm wrestling champion of his fraternity in college and so he's he's no pushover even even in his later years, he probably would be formidable, you know.
3: I'd I'd give it a shot until the elbow popped down a joint and then I'd be done. <laughs> but you know, Jake, you gotta keep you gotta you gotta you gotta, you gotta. Keep the fear factor up, no matter if it's just a, a facade. You have to still build it that way.
1: You know, Bowler, I don't think I was going to arm, arm wrestle you before, but I'm certainly <laughs> not going to now. That's, that's yeah,
3: arm wrestling is thing. all technique, man. I learned it from my dad because of the military, and then it's just the body, the angle, and then the course. The, the Yeah, there's a technique to it, and a lot of guys didn't know how, but you get the first jump and then the pull in. You're toast. You've got them. Um, but there was a technique I learned. It was pretty fun.
1: All right, Bowler, take this wherever you want to go. But uh, (laughs) Gordon and I were just, I just ran this by Gordon uh, before you jumped on. Are you excited about this matchup in the finals?
3: Um, I can't think of a better matchup. I would be more excited if I knew Giannis was going to be 100%. Look, this whole doggone playoff series through uh, the last two months have been one night after the other of who will and who won't. Uh, be on the floor. The healthiest bunch right now is the Phoenix Suns. And I think your question is everyone in the country right now is doing the same thing. Let's look and see what the TV ratings are going to be, right? I think it's probably what uh, is the most uh, concerning for the NBA. I really do. Because what was it? You guys, uh, I read this before the holiday. Oh, my goodness. First time, I may be totally out in left field on this. It was just a staggering stat. 37 years am I right that there hasn't been an east west coast team team
1: I think we may have lost bowler I think we did We'll try to get bowler back That was weird it kind of repeated and then psh, gone Yeah We haven't had uh bad luck on the phone line for a while Yeah I know that was a real habit there for a while Wasn't I getting blamed for that Yeah I think you were which is probably correct but
2: I hope
4: I hope Bowler's all, all right.
1: Sure, he's fine, Gordon. <laughs> sure, he
4: just went through. A... sounded like aliens got him to me. <laughs> I
2: told you about that time I interviewed those people who said that aliens uh, transported them.
1: Right? I'm sorry. Why but, did you interview them?
2: Oh, it's was it a so long, story about meth? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were driving down. I think like. Uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was like Thirteenth East or something. And they they were uh, it was a it was a mother and her son, and they were driving down the road, and both of them blacked out, and they both and they both woke up home in bed. Again, meth. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
1: Anyway, <laughs> Bowler, have we made contact? <laughs> Oh, Going wow. right to voicemail, so I, we do hope Bowler is all right.
2: Yeah, I
1: certainly hope so.
2: I getting back to what we were talking to Bowler about with his finals. Do you think the NBA? See, this is the problem. If they, if the, if the ratings are down for this, then it'll encourage the whole thing that oh, it's got to be the Lakers or it's got to be, you know, some big Mar Boston or something, and it'll it'll uh, sort of reinforce that whole idea that you can't have something new. And you can't have Phoenix and Milwaukee. I
1: See, I, don't, I, don't th- I really don't think the newness—this is kind of where you and I differ on this, I guess— but I don't think the newness has anything to do with it. I just don't think either team uh, at the moment, particularly without Giannis, is really all that interesting. But
2: the, you'd be saying the same thing if you lived in San Francisco and it was the Jazz in
1: the final. Well, certainly the jazz team we cover would alter my perspective. I'm not right, here right, to, right, to argue right, but, that. But, but I'm but,
2: saying this is this is what would really bother jazz fans is if it was if it were Utah in the finals, people would be saying exactly what you're saying. Okay, I'm not saying that because You'd be of saying this. they're adorable, right? It's just boring. It's not who cares, you know. And I, I think that's un unfa- that's unfair to the teams that are involved. I I mean, you're speaking your truth, but. I, I hope that's not the way it is. Just because they come from from markets
1: uh, that uh, may but, not but be as here is the thing. Interesting and good are two different things, although they're not mutually exclusive, of course. But good, good is what should really matter. I mean, not don't really? you, you yeah, you want to see the best teams in the final. But that doesn't necessarily make it interesting. That's my point. Roger Federer is the best tennis player to ever do it, arguably, but it's the most boring human alive. Oh,
2: not oh you and I couldn't disagree. Human he he boring. Man, but this tennis is brilliant. So? Pete's, so that's what do you care about? You don't care about some stupid backstory If someone wants to make it make it bigger than what it really is. People care about
1: what's happening on the court. No, that's, that, that premise is flawed in and of itself. Oh, uh, right, come let's...
2: on. Now, look, I mean, as a former feature writer who is really interested in, in, in filling in the, the blanks about people's lives, I understand that people care about that, and I certainly have hoped so. But when it comes to a, a finals, you, want, you don't want the two most interesting teams. You want the two best teams. I want the most interesting storylines. And and listen yeah, but that, then that that precludes what's most important and that is what happens between the lines That's not what's
1: most important and it is what's most important It's not the sports is entertainment man you know, it's what, different what, what, what it encompasses you... more Look at look at Sampras and Agassi Sampras was the better tennis player Agassi way bigger of a deal because Pete was boring as hell. <laughs> he was a great tennis player. I know.
2: Well, but that's he, what I care about. I can, look, I care about the other stuff, too, to some extent. But really, I don't want to see some kind of show out there on the court that isn't... I want the best teams. That's what I've always wanted, and that's what I... I hope for because those are the teams that have earned
1: the right to be involved. Well, I don't want some some circus act. Well, I don't think either one of these teams is the best team in the league. Well, I think they are. They've proved it. Mm, not really, Jake. See, this is another place we disagree. You don't think
2: the playoffs, even in a best of seven series, proves anything?
1: It I proves think something. it does. It doesn't prove it ultimately. And and who's better? Who's better? Yeah, well, we had this argument about the the Bucks and the Hawks last week, where you said you thought the Hawks were going to win the series because they had one good half of basketball, and the Bucks proved me and wrong, you, and, and you so d- they earned it, and so I want to see the Bucks. I don't want to see anybody else in there because these are the two best teams. But you told me you said, well, I have some evidence about the Hawks. Well, your evidence didn't prove to be correct. I, I know.
2: That's that's why I it's such not, a beautiful
1: thing. Th- I don't. I do not think the Suns or the Bucks are the best team in the NBA.
2: Well, uh, this is why you love polls. You wanted it to be a popularity contest. Well,
1: what the, the purpose is to crown an NBA champion. That's not necessarily is... the best team. You think it's always, you think the best team wins the NBA finals every single so, year? Well, there's luck
2: involved. There are things that come into play, injuries and whatnot. But these are the two teams that are playing the best in the NBA. So they're well, the
1: best. At this particular moment in right. time, given and their right now is the time that matters. Well, I don't think they're either. Uh, my point stands. I don't think either one of these teams are the best team in the NBA. Who is? Uh, I think, uh, I think. Uh, let's see here, I think Clippers for sure. Think, they just lost. Yeah, and for what reason did they lose, Gordon? There's any number of them. Let's start with the fact that uh, Kawhi Leonard didn't okay, play. Okay, but he's not available. So they're not the best team. That's not how it works. It
2: is how it works. It's
1: not. It is how it works. It's really not. And I, you know,
2: you are the problem with what, with what back, what happened during all those years of the BCS and everything else. It didn't. What, what, what? Uh, certain powers that be were putting forward was that that they could pick who was best. And it didn't matter what happened on the, on the field. It nothing else mattered. All that mattered was in their minds they thought certain people were the best. And in my mind, it's whoever that plays the best is the best.
1: That's in your mind. Congratulations. i well, it excited just seems like that's That you, s- that you spoke th- your mind. That's great. Well, that's that's what... part of what makes this show su- uh, successful. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're right. In fact, I'm, I think you're wrong. Bowler, you were in the middle of telling us if you were excited for this series. Oh, and believe it or not, we're still arguing about it. So, yeah, please. Yeah, no, I heard,
3: I heard it. You know, sorry, man. I, I, You know what? I watched my phone drain. Out right in front of me. There was oh. nothing I could do. Oh, oh good, buddy. Wow. Oh, got it plugged no, in. <laughs> I had no charger. I now have a charger. Oh, Your phone good. may be getting up there in age a bit. You know, it's better than the flip flip phone a few years ago. But I've got I got I got to maybe upgrade.
2: Well, will you Uh, settle this argument? Because I'm essentially Jake's over there saying that these aren't the two best teams in the NBA. And I don't know what else you can go by. But they're the winners of best of seven series to this point. So how else do you define best? Well,
3: that's why they're going to probably a sign someone will an asterisk you know by this one because they say it's still not a full 82 games it's 72 injuries LeBron made that very clear that's the whole argument you know this is everyone always wants to find a way to say you know it could have been but you know there's some truth to what you're saying Gordon is that really the only way you there is going to be a champion crowd right last year it was the Lakers and the bubble and this year it's going to be the Suns or the Bucks in another strange, strange circumstance of a season. Are the best players on the floor in this league? No. Are the best players going to be in Tokyo? Most likely no. So, you know, it's it's great argument. I hope it's entertaining, Jake. Don't you?
0: Yes, that's uh, what I'm I mean, cheering for. I agree.
3: That's what I'm the least hoping for, that the league, you know, is proud of the outcome. And there are some damn good players out there. They're not household names per se. I mean, I think Booker is building that reputation. Everyone knows Paul has been has bounced around the league, but still at his age has produced and really matched up with Booker pretty well. And I think Antetokounmpo, sadly, if he can't go, then you're going to miss a, a really high-level talent, you know, in this league. But the rest of the Bucks are basically built around a one-namer. I mean, there's some good players, obviously. Um, but it's onto to That's all you hear when you talk about the Bucs. Um, and so, you know, I think both you guys have an interesting point. I don't think the league's happy. Uh, but, we'll, again, I think the, the, bit, the best way to get a judgment on it, it will be the, the numbers that come out of the West and East Coast to see if there's any interest at all in this, in this NBA Finals. Uh, you know, look, I love basketball. I'm going to watch. I think some people are just intrigued by it, being a fan. But let's just see how competitive it actually is. Uh, Would it be a better scenario? Would it be cool to see the Lakers, a healthy Laker team, against uh, a healthy Brooklyn Nets team? Absolutely. I mean, that's why they build these super teams, right, to put on these shows. But you know what? Maybe this is a good change for the league, guys, just just that it played out this way. And you know what? That's why you play the game. I know it's cliche, but you play 82 or 72 for a reason. And and really, who can stay the healthiest uh, in, in this after the regular season? As everyone always tells us, man, the postseason is a totally different you know season, a different way of playing. In it, in this particular case, the two healthiest teams are standing, and this this team, you know, the Suns are lucky. What Chris Paul missed one or two because of COVID. Uh, health protocol, and now you got Giannis on. So um, we'll see who's the healthiest one by the uh, before the end of the month.
1: Bowler is with us here on 97.5 and twelve eighty the zone. Other the the big jazz story, Gordon and I have talked a lot about today. Uh, Bowler Tony Jones reported over the weekend the Jazz are going to make uh, re-signing Michael Conley you know a really high priority. They're going to be aggressive, and that you know we were talking about how that feels like kind of a no-brainer. But what what are your thoughts on being aggressive to retain him, and the the downside of losing him would be?
3: Well, you have to kind of start over again if you lose him, in the sense of a running mate with Donovan, and that's that's the most uh, the, the biggest factor. You know, I'm trying to look uh, into what the Jazz have in the corral right now of players. They take a look at Matt Thomas. They took a look at Trent Forrest, and again, those those players play a role, but they're not the high level, you know, point guard that's going to take it to a Western Conference Final or beyond. Again, I like any Jazz fan, I, I just wished that both those players had been healthy through the, the run of the playoffs. It didn't work out that way. Laker fans are hoping, to, you know, we're wishing for the same thing with LeBron and Anthony Davis. didn't work out that way. But, look, Mike, I think, still has something left in the tank. The only concern I have is what everybody would say is how many minutes or how many games would Mike Conley actually play for the Jazz next year or the next two um, Chris Paul's defied the odds of age at this point. He was a guy I didn't think could make it this far in the postseason, to be totally honest, because his track record would tell you that. But here he is. And some predicting he'll be the finals MVP. Um, time will tell. But, you know, Jake, to, to your original question, I think when Mike plays, you you see what you get, uh, a very uh, – Calm, confident guard who understands the system better in year two than he ever did in year one, and also he has that ability to get into the paint, something the Jazz had trouble with uh, in the the postseason, and he just helps open the floor and makes Donovan even more uh, more of a dangerous player. So, if you're going to lose him, then you have to replace him with some some similar version, maybe. You know, in this league, six. You know, you get a six-foot and a six-one backcourt that's kind of similar to Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. But still, they they are a talented group, and they were one of the most dynamic backcourts in the NBA. Uh, but who do you get to replace him? And here's the other key, Jake Gordon, is this is Ryan Smith's first you know off-season. How deep does he want to go into luxury tax? And I think we're all gonna find out soon. If they're pursuing Mike Conley, they know they have to be competitive. Wouldn't you both agree, right, financially?
2: Yeah, sure, yeah, no doubt.
3: I mean, I heard Dallas has got their eyes on him. Mike's going to have to make the final decision if he thinks, does he want to play with a Lucas, per se? Does he want to come back and give it another run with Donovan? Uh, will the Jazz make other adjustments to strengthen their roster? you know these things you know we used to kind of predict Jake remember with the Millers and you know now with even Dennis just as a consultant Justin Zanuck, we're going to find out a lot about his style as well and how he's going to work with Ryan and Dwayne Wade I'm sure is going to have a lot to to have uh, an input in 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 the off season as well so uh this off season every every offseason is intriguing but this one really is because the ownership we don't know much about and the way he practices the way he practices running the jazz and so all these things I think will come into place but to hear they're actually pursuing Mike Conley tells me a lot that they want him back and they're I don't think too concerned that the hamstring will will impact the way he plays look age Always comes into play, but I think they know how well he takes care of his body, much like what LeBron does year after year after year. And you know, you hope maybe they they understand if they get 60 games out of Mike Conley, that's good enough. If they, you know, out of an 82 game season, sounds like we're going back to the sense of norm, right, for next year. So uh, I would think also they would have to find a, a, a very talented backup. Whether Joe's that guy. Um, or you know someone else that they may go after in free agency. That that will be something we're gonna we'll find out together.
2: Well, I wonder if Dallas will go to Mike Conley and, and point at Chris Paul and say, look, he went to a new team and look what he did. He was the mm-hmm. difference and he's right. led them to the NBA finals, come to Dallas or whoever it might be. If it's a gifted team and they say, well, Chris did it. You can do it, too, Mike, you know, because he already sort of experienced the Utah thing and that didn't work out.
3: Well, I almost erased the first year with the Jazz with Mike because I think again, twelve years in your mind uh, about the pick and pop with Gasol and the way that you know he basically handled the ball every night, every play, every possession. Then in the second year, he finally got it, and you could see just how dynamic, when healthy, by the way, that that, that backcourt was, and how he responded to uh, to Donovan, and how he also was able to get the pass to the to the rim to Gilbert. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a selling point, no doubt. And I think the Jazz selling point would say would be, hey, look how close we are. Look at the connection you have and look how well you know the system and you know what Quinn Snyder's about. Uh, you know, that's another selling point for the Jazz. Um, but you're right. Look what Chris Paul did for Devin Booker. Unbelievable. Uh, can he do the same for Luka Doncic? And also there's a report, you know, that Porzingis and him aren't the best of pals. So, you know, it's, it's hard to say. Mike's going to be the ultimate decider because that's his right to do now as a free agent. Um, and he's going to have to decide, you know, in his final couple years of his, of his career what's best for him. He's always said what's best for the family, but he'll also target what most players are looking for right now, right? At his age, title where's the best opportunity to get to get that? And I'm sure that's going to be um, probably high on the list, if not number one.
2: Bowler, uh, Austin's going to kill me for doing this, but I've got a quick quiz for you, and I'm going to put you on the spot, and I'm going to okay. ask you, Steve, how many... You get one lifeline from... I'll give you one answer if you get okay. stuck, okay? Okay. Uh, and, and if you get the rest of them right... Lunch is on me, brother.
4: Oh, um, really? Yeah, really. Yeah, lunch,
2: and, and I'm not going to stiff you. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay for your lunch. Okay. Yeah, and I'm show gonna uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I will definitely show up. I promise. All right. Okay. Okay. I have in front of me. I just a minute ago walked out to the arena and I looked up at the banners that with the names on them uh, that are hanging from the rafters oh in the okay. arena. There okay. are there are eleven names. Unless I didn't count right. I think I counted right. And I want to see if you can name them.
3: Uh, Okay, here we go. Um, I'm going to try to work it left to right. Pistol, Griff, Dantley, Larry, Carl, John, Horny, Sloan, Hot Rod, Uh... Who Did I? Is that Pistol Griff Dantley? Mm hmm. Larry Carl John Sloan Hornacek, Hot Rod. Who am I missing?
2: Actually, it might be 12 names. I don't have Hot Rod on this list, but yeah. okay. Uh, there are who, um, there's one name in particular. Are two names, actually, that, are, Boy, that seem should, to be missing. Unless, Delaney Rudd. Not Delaney Rudd. Not Rusty LaRue.
3: No, not, uh, hold on here, hold on here. Um, I said Hornacek, right? Yeah. Uh, I said Pistol. I said Griff. Dantley. The great Larry Miller. Carl John. Sloan Hots. God, people at home are thinking, "Come on, man, come on!" Here, I okay, haven't there's, seen there's, any of their so Let me jump in. I, I've
1: got one. It laden yeah. is one, oh, right? Frank, Number one. I guess. Yeah, yeah.
3: And there, oh there, there was. Gosh, a, and Frank, there is. My apologies. Holy cow!
2: And there is one very large man that we miss dearly. Big Mark Eaton. That's there you uh,
3: go. How so, could I forget that? So
2: did he earn the lunch or not? Yeah, no.
1: heck yeah! You owe him like. 20 lunches.
3: <laughs> you know what? I'll take an appetizer.
1: You should be buying Bowler lunch once a week in perpetuity for that Mexico incident. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: How did I forget Mark, man? It's just right there. And so, such uh, weeks weeks since his uh, sad passing, man. And, of course, the great Frank. Yeah. The great yep. Frank Layden. But I tell you, that's one incredible group. Of uh, individuals, both players, management, ownership, um, coaching—unbelievable. Um, That's, uh, you know, I was thinking about it the other day too. I mean, you think about Frank and all of the stories that he tells in those early days, and then Mark Eaton, and then drafting Thurl in '83, and then going John and going Carl in '85. Think about those bricks of the foundation, and they're all up there, except Big T. Um, mind you and that you know maybe one day but uh, it's really an amazing thing to think about that group uh, and would we the Jazz be here without that that foundation those foundation pieces it's an amazing that's amazing thought huh
1: how about Bowler get Bowler, Bowler up there I'm I, I agree. oh yeah <laughs> oh no. what number would you choose Bowler um, what was be, the old what was the old linebacker number
3: uh that well my linebacker number actually was 2.
1: Ooh, I like that number for a linebacker.
3: Yeah. I went I went the the small number. It actually started out as a quarterback number but I kept it and uh, made the the switch so I just kept it so.
4: So mm-hmm. sorry Joe Ingles. It's taken. Yeah, sorry, it's now. Actually, I no, think 2 is already 2A. taken. I'll be 2A. Yeah.
3: yeah. All right. No. No, right. I, they those, those guys um I'm I'm telling you that's that's a great uh that's a great one. You got me. I how could I get forget Frank and then of course Mark? Um again the the first big of Jazz uh of Jazz history. Right? I mean Rich Kelly, but you know, Mark was such a you know, what, over three thousand block shots and uh wow. I still can't believe Mark's passed. But um Life always occurs.
1: Yeah, for sure. Mm. Well, Bowler, we we're glad we reconnected with you. Thank you as always. Yeah,
3: glad my phone uh, bumped back up. Austin, sorry I took you over the uh, the limit there on the on the clock. I know that's important, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this was my, the phone's fault, not mine.
1: We'll we'll give Austin some oxygen during the break. He'll be all right. Bye. All right, guys. Uh, thanks, Bowler. There you go, Craig Bowler Jack making his Tuesday appearance. We'll have more coming up next. 97.5 and twelve eighty of the zone. It is the big show, Gordon Monson, J.D. Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Tell you what, you can find the weirdest stuff on the internet these days. Found a and video. do you enjoy it all? No, no, I don't. That's not true. That's not true at all. <laughs> Let me ask you this, since we don't have much time here, Gordon. Would would the world be better off without social media? <laughs> Were we better before? Probably. I mean, because communication is easier now than it's ever been, Right. I mean, anybody could have a voice. My my wife talks about Instagram influencers all the time, right? You know, these random people that all of a sudden have this sway and influence that they can capitalize on, right? And I, I guess that's a good thing, depending on who it is. But it also gives a voice to some people that you might not want to hear from.
4: <laughs> yeah, like uh, Jose Cansego has an Instagram, right?
1: Uh, yeah. OJ has a, a Twitter account. That's that he does. But uh, <laughs> it does provide access to some very interesting things that we never would have seen. Yes, true. I found a video that that sent to uh, I showed Austin and Gordon during the break with some gentleman who had to be on PCP, uh, <laughs> ripping off a bumper of a car <laughs> and then that. punching the punching the side window out, all while completely buck <laughs> naked. What?
4: What and was? the car's moving towards him too. Yeah, it's not there's a
1: stationary some, car. Somebody in the car. Can you imagine if some naked guy was pulling off your front bumper? I know
4: what Austin would do. He'd, he'd floor it. But the fact Yeah, stand your ground there. Yeah.
2: This guy's tearing the guy's bumper off. Who
4: knows what he might. And he starts punching the window like what, what? rank the weirdness. Naked,
1: window, bumper. How, what's the weirdness? Well, naked while doing it all, like, <laughs> it ratchets the weirdness up of the other two. Does that make any takes sense? To yeah. yeah. It takes yeah. It. And, and if
4: you're going to do it, you might as well do it naked so that you get the, the run out of
1: before it. Before social media and the internet and all that, uh, I mean, I'm not going to have seen that. Is that a good <laughs> thing or a bad thing? Because that
4: didn't show up on America's Funniest Home Videos. That's pretty yeah. incredible.
1: Some what? dude on a, on PCP while naked pulling off the bumper of a car. What was so weird about that
2: was that it was almost edited for TV because the camera angle was coming from out in front. And so you it, there was nothing. I did. When you showed me that, I didn't see anything that that couldn't be shown on TV, right?
1: Oh, there had to be something. I don't know. But but I'm sure somebody with a phone just thought, hey, look at this naked guy's <laughs> gonna pull off that dude's bumper. I better videotape I, this I, immediately. I, I I well, I don't know. I don't know the effects
2: of that sort of thing, but what would cause someone to tear someone's bumper off? I naked <laughs> makes no sense to me.
1: Did he know the guys in the car? Gordon, of course not. This is some guy whacked out on PCP. There's no rhyme or reason to any of it. It's just a
2: naked man. I mean, why would it's a very angry naked man. I mean,
1: you've been angry at others before. Have you yanked their bumper off? No. How can one even Or yank- punched their window in? How can Punch you yank, yank somebody's in?
2: bumper
4: off? That, I mean, he looked like a Rottweiler. Just ripping that front bumper right off. Does your, if I went out
1: and started pulling on your front bumper, would it fall off? Uh, I don't know how much PCP uh, <laughs> had you had consumed at that point. Because they say that's a byproduct of that drug. Is you, I've never you,
2: done drugs. Extra strength. The
1: extra strength, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I, I I've never uh, participated in that activity. And so
1: I don't know whether I would feel a sudden compulsion to tear your bumper off. Listen, Gordon, I know whenever, you know, weed comes up or alcohol comes up, you, you feel the need to say, hey, I've never done that before. You don't need to do that with no, PCP. In, in I think this, everybody this... just assumes that you have never smoked PCP. I think you're all right on that. Well, I don't know what people have done.
2: I, all I'm saying is Austin, I can't...
1: I don't think you've smoked PCP either. Oh, really? Because I was really selling it like I, I
2: thought I was doing a
4: good job looking like no,
2: I, I, I don't know what it. I don't know what that does to you,
4: you know, so you're doing things
2: like so that. So is it
1: necessary for me to go, you know, I haven't done PCP either, so I don't know either. No, I mean, it's just—
4: Well, because you didn't, I assume you have. You're right. Actually, what I assume is the guy that is saying, Oh, I've never done that. He's probably the one that's done it.
1: That's a good point. Uh, the, the person that feels the need to be like, exactly. oh, not that
4: I've ever done PCP before. Exactly.
2: That guy's
1: done PCP.
2: You guys are so, I mean,
0: really, you <laughs> don't trust issues.
2: You really do.
1: Well, nobody feels the need to,
2: to like, there's. when well, some... we're talking about the effects of it, how are you supposed to relate to what is happening on the camera if you've never done that before? I, that's why I said that, because I don't know how to relate to that.
1: You know, not that I've ever done bath salts before. <laughs> but I hear
2: that when you do bath salts. I didn't say it like that. It's not like I was being defensive. I've never done PCP. <laughs> I don't know what people have done. I mean, your closet's pretty, you know, got some stuff in it. I don't why know. Why are you, you insulting me?
1: I'm kidding,
4: Dave. You have PCP what did in I, your closet? What did I do. <laughs> That's not where you want to
0: keep your PCP.
1: All right. Productive segment. Another one. And not in the front bumper either. Stay tuned. More in Big Show next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: The Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as The Zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season. By listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah is voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the Top 60 and 60, weekdays at 1.30. Presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon. On your home of the best college football coverage in Utah, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: Oh, hey guys, Jake here for my friends at Peach Window and Door, Utah's premier window and door retailer combining beauty and technology on windows and doors since 19... 19- 93. They are absolutely amazing. They've got a little uh, motto down there. If you can dream it, they can do it, and they can do it right for you. You can do custom work. They can pretty much get done whatever you need them to do, and they are great because they are a turnkey window and door company. They're not into high-pressure sales. They're just going to get you what you want. They don't do the whole subcontractor thing, so you're not going to get ghosted. You're not going to think, oh, well, I guess my windows are going to get put in tomorrow, and then two months from now you still can't get the sub to get back to you. That's not how they do business. They're all about customer service. If you call them, they're going to talk to you. You're going to talk to an actual human being. So from sales to installation, they've got you covered with guarantees designed to bring peace of mind to satisfied customers. Now, there's a number of ways to get the ball rolling. They have uh, free in-home estimates, also have 0% financing available. Here's what you got to do. You can jump online. Go to PeachBuildingProducts.com. Find out why they have over 250 five-star reviews on Google. You can check out their beautiful showroom right in Salt Lake, 2940 South, 300 West. Or you can give them a call, schedule that in-home estimate at 801-556-1255. That's 801-556-1255, Peach Window and Door. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you, the Top 60 and 60 is back on The Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at is Hanson Scotty. we will announce another member of the Top 60 players in the state as they count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the Top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON only here on The Zone Sports Network. Time for 60 seconds, or 60 seconds, 20 seconds of baseball brought to you by our friends at Peach Window and Door. Uh, Doing it right when it comes to windows and doors in Utah since 1993. Give them a call today, 801-556-1255. That's 801-556-1255. Austin, you ready? Yeah. Let's get to
0: it. And now it's time for 20 Seconds of Baseball with the big show's Austin Horton, right here on the Zone Sports Network. The Cubs had four
4: pitchers combined for no-hitter on June 24th. They've lost 10 straight games since then, the third longest losing streak in MLB history, immediately following a no-hitter. Shohei Otani was selected in next week's All-Star Game as both a position player as well as a pitcher. Plans are to have him pitch, field, and hit. He'll also be in the Home Run Derby And the Bees, wrap up a six-game road trip in Oklahoma City tonight at 6 o'clock.
1: Okay, there you go. So, let me ask you this, Austin. Is Otani getting in as a pitcher and a hitter a merit or is it the novelty of it? Well, you mean did he earn that? Yeah, cuz he deserved he, oh, he earned to get in as a hitter. I'm more thinking pitcher.
4: Oh, his pitching stats are really really stellar. Okay. And and by the way, he's pitching tonight against the Red Sox. If he does well, he'll likely start the All-Star game for okay. the American League. Wow. That is really amazing what he is doing.
2: I Nothing but respect.
4: And when you think about it, as you may have heard, I was talking fast, but he's going to pitch, he's going to field, he's going to hit, and be in the home run derby. They call it the Midsummer Showcase, <laughs> but this is the show case. Oh, nice. Doing,
1: nice. Well done. Well, the ball should fly out of the park there at Coors Field, I suppose. That'll help. <laughs> yeah, that should help.
4: You know a catcher has never won the home run derby?
1: Well, I mean if you think That's about a it, fun fact. How many power hitting catchers really legendary yeah, power Johnny hitting catchers Pudge. Okay. Who else? I mean there's Who else fits a that category what, Hudge. Pudge. Pudge yeah. was more of a contact guy, I'd say, wouldn't you? I mean
4: he was in a few home run derbies, but you're probably remember. Uh We're forgetting so what's his name,
1: the pretty boy, uh Mike Piazza. Oh yeah.
4: AJ Przezinski? Yeah. Jason Veritek? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, uh uh Jason Kendall. Closer. Not Yvonne Rodriguez. Uh, 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 Molina. What's his name? Yadier Molina.
1: Is he a home run guy?
4: Yeah, I think so. Carlton Fisk, was he a homer?
2: Yeah, he hit the famous home run when he was uh, (laughs) was pushing it
4: fair. Salvador Perez of the Royals is the odds on uh, first to do it if he would be the first to do it. So,
1: So Uh, home runs for Pudge Rodriguez. And this is this is actually gonna be funny. What do you what do you think the number was, Austin, for How his, many seasons? his career high? Oh, uh, he played from ninety-one to two thousand eleven.
4: Oh, his career, high in, career a season? high
1: in a season? Thirty-two. I'll say thirty-seven. You guys are both close, split the difference. Thirty-five. <laughs> now here's the funny part. Guess which team he was playing for at the time and guess what year? Um it would be the Tigers? Nope, it was Texas right there oh. by the border, and down when Texas had a bit of a rep. remember the a rod yeah. in nineteen ninety nine so mm. during the the end of the era the the height yeah. of all of it but and and just further evidence to what was going on uh let's see his next highest was twenty five no twenty seven and twenty five but uh he's had many years where he was in the single digits outside of that run there in the middle
4: <laughs> detroit's had that same uh Ripped because they're up near the other border. Right. Mm. So you
2: guys, uh, you guys opened my eyes about something today. It's so PCP? weird. No. No. Gwen Stefani is okay.
1: Well, that's no doubt Gwen Stefani, yeah. which is better than the other Gwen. Stefani. Yeah, but she's you know. I d- I
4: threw in one Gwen, just Gwen, yeah. but yeah. No um, doubt's great. If, yeah. Yeah. You if you
1: look into no doubt. No doubt.
2: No I, mean, I, I never gave her much of a thought,
4: but
1: I heard some decent music today. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up straight ahead. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Wrapping up a Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. You know, these short weeks, Gordon, today feels like Monday. It
2: does. It does. Would you, ra- would you rather have Monday off or Friday off on a short week? Probably f- Friday. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, I hate Mondays. So Mondays are yeah, the worst. But then you have a three-day weekend to look
4: forward to. Yeah, but you also had that this weekend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but see, I, know, I, I guess I'm thinking through the, pr- uh, the, the prism of, I don't hate Sunday fun day being the wrap to my weekend.
4: Oh, see, okay, and I'm seeing it as, I don't hate that there's a recovery day after Sunday, fun day. Okay, oh, all right, you. yeah, yeah, got I gotcha. I, 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 are you, did you
1: recover? No. <laughs> but I'm better than I would have been yesterday. <laughs> okay. Trust me. But the random, like, Wednesday, 4th of July, you know, that yeah. was... Yeah, yeah, yeah right. that's not as useful. I guess it's not random, because we can, you know, predict what days they fall on, but... I mean, the, the time that the 4th of July falls on, I, the, on know, Wednesday. Speaking
4: of random, I am one that thinks all holidays should be on a, a given... A specific day? On the weekend. Friday or Monday, all holidays.
1: What about Thanksgiving? Mm. Friday or Monday. Because usually they, they roll it on Thursday and use it as an excuse to take a four-day instead of a three-day.
4: Well, if you want to add Thursday on from time to time, go right ahead. But You guys will find this how they already have with
2: the kids on Halloween. When it falls on a Tuesday, it's a little more problematic because the little ones has got to get up the next day if they go into school or See, whatever. I think
1: that I would care less about that now that I'm like on when I was in my 20s, for heaven's <laughs> sakes, put Halloween on the weekend because <laughs> you're a Yeah, because you're you're out celebrating now. I don't care. I mean, go out and trunk or treat until about 730 and then call it a night. I don't care.
4: <laughs> you know who it's hardest on. And honestly, is the teachers. The next mm. day after Halloween, what kid is behaving that day? <laughs> a little sugar you get rush, fired up, or whatever. Yeah. Mm.
1: What holiday? What holiday? What other holiday would that? Uh, St. Patrick's uh, Day should be on a Friday. <laughs> I know it'd be hard, but New Year's Eve needs to be on a Friday or a Saturday, or
4: at least oh, celebrate it on a Friday. Yeah, it, it might come on a Tuesday, but you wait till the Friday.
2: Of course, Memorial Day is always on a Monday, so that works.
4: Somebody's listening to you. Yeah, Easter Sunday. How about we move that to a Friday or a Monday so that we get three days instead of
2: yeah, one? Yeah, but then you got Good Friday, so now you're having to shift everything. Right, When's the last Sunday? time Good you were Fr- given Good Friday off? I w- never. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. nothing
4: I know of, but, but it's still a thing. Well, I get it. It's a thing, but I'm looking for days away from you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Labor Day is always on a Monday. <laughs> See what they going for you.
1: All right, Gordon. You enjoy your evening, sir. You too, Jake. See you tomorrow. Okay. It's a big show. Ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The zone.